This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We're internet sensations, guys. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS. You are on a Thursday drive, WSJS, News Talk Sports for The Triad, where I had an epiphany today. It was sometime between walking Willow the dog this morning and eating a Costco hot dog for lunch. Yes, WD, I brought a sandwich bag of Lay's potato chips in since the only potato chips you can buy inside the store are those in bulk boxes. Pro tip for everyone out of that, uh, everyone out there, as you should bring the Lay's potato chip in if you plan to have a lunch at Costco. Anyway, I had an epiphany about Bryce Young today. And once you hear it, and once you think about it, you won't be able to unhear it or unthink about it. Bryce Young is the anti-Cam Newton. They are the only two number one overall picks in Carolina Panthers history, and they are exact opposites of each other. In almost every single way, too. Like, But let's just start with the football side of it. What is Bryce Young's strength? It's the mental side of the game. Processing and ability to understand the playbook. It's the mental side of the game. What's his weakness? His size. How small his frame is. How short he is. These are the things that we hear about. Now let's flip it. What's Cam Newton's strength? Cam's strength is his size. It's how big he is. How hard he is to bring down. He looks like a linebacker. It's his frame. It's his size. What's his weakness? Reading defenses. Going through his progressions. You have the physicality piece. The mental side of the game was what held Cam back. However, both were outstanding talents. They were both Heisman winners in college. Where did they go to school? Cam Newton went to Auburn. Bryce Young went to Alabama. The greatest rivalry you could argue in college football, or at least one of them. Their personalities are polar opposites. Cam is the ultimate eccentric. His press conferences, it might have been the most fun I've ever had covering a single player. It's Cam, it's Zion, looking at further down the list. Those two really stand out. And a lot of it had to do with the press conferences. The outfits, the hats, the suits. He had nicknames for every single player on the roster. It was a show Anytime he stepped behind the podium. Bryce Young, meanwhile, is boring. We told him that yesterday when he joined the show. When he arrived at the Panthers preseason game on Saturday, he wasn't wearing one of these hats that made him look like Smokey Bear. He wasn't wearing even a suit. He had a t-shirt on and an NFLPA backpack that he got at the Rookie Symposium a couple of months ago. That's the difference between the two. They're exact opposites. Here was Bryce talking about this week, his routine, trying to get a routine established as he gets settled in the city of Charlotte. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still, uh, well, we're, yeah, we're about a week now, I want to say, about a week now in. So, and then with the training camp schedule, um, you know, a lot of time is being spent here. So right now, a big part of the routine is uh, when I go back to, you know, where I live, <laughs> go and sleep. Um, that's really been, um, eating sleep has really been kind of all that I've had time for. And a lot of the meals have come from here too. Um, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, especially being in, in training camp mode. 
Bryce Young is the anti-Cam Newton. And here's the good news for the Carolina Panthers. As good of a career as Cam had, and it's a career that if you knew how it was going to end at the beginning, you'd still sign up for it. The fact you got eight exciting years from him, a trip to the Super Bowl, a 15-1 and season, an MVP year. I don't want to downplay Cam Newton's career. It's a borderline Hall of Fame career. This is the good news when it comes to the personality clash here and the style of play clash. Bryce's strengths and his personality are better suited for success in this league than Cam's strengths and Cam's personality. How many eccentric Hall of Fame quarterbacks can you name? Dan Marino, if you count him as an eccentric personality, John Elway, was he necessarily eccentric? If you say yes to that, it's not necessarily in the same kind of way. How many running quarterbacks are all-time greats? Mike Vick's not going to get into the Hall of Fame. Randall Cunningham, maybe we could consider him an all-time great. But then when you look at the list of just the all-time great quarterbacks, whoever, whatever your list looks like, Tom Brady's at the top. What's he known for? Knowledge. He might have not had the best physical traits, but he had the mental side of the game down, and he's as boring as anybody is off of the field. You know, Peyton Manning, same kind of thing. Drew Brees. Bryce Young's traits better set him up for success. His strengths, his personality for a Hall of Fame career than Cam Newton's did. Bryce Young is the anti Cam Newton. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want it on today's show, that's where we are streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Will Dalton, the executive producer of the show, earlier today in the office, WD watched Dodgeball for the first time. Now, this is one of the most underrated, quotable movies of all time. Yes. Like, I have about 100 that I could deploy right now. And half of those I can actually say on the radio. I was about to ask, how many can you say? Because all my favorites, I can't say on the radio. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Yes. We're sweating like grease monkeys out here. I can't hold on to a ball. <laughs> L for love. So many good ones from that. So we'll get to that in At the Movies with the WD a little bit later. Now that the dust seems to have settled on this summer's conference expansion cycle... We're now hearing from the college basketball world on the subject, and unsurprisingly, coaches aren't too pleased about this expansion. Coach K was with our friend David Glenn on the North Carolina Sports Network, and he hinted that football should just consider breaking away from the rest of the college sports programs. Yeah, I wish we would get to a some finality there in what football wants to do and and figure that out I, and i would hope that our university is part of that equation all all the, all the time and uh, then i'd like to see uh, us do something with men's and women's basketball uh you know football it's really 120 schools uh ncaa basketball is over 360 and it really that's more of representative of the you know all the Olympic sports and you know it, it and the men's men's college basketball provides 98 99% of the money for the NCAA that's the key part basketball funds the NCAA football doesn't it's a common misconception that people have so 
this is something it's not a new idea but since coach k is saying it, it's going to get more exposure than if josh graham says it or really anybody in media why shouldn't football just break away they are not like the rest of the sports they play once a week 12 times a year maybe 15 if you're very good so travel's not as much of a concern there are only 130 college football fbs programs there are Three times that in college basketball, as Coach K points out. This is how you save the Pac-12. This is how you save the ACC. And you save regionality and rivalries and sports that are not named football by having football break away. And now you see college basketball coaches flat out endorsing it. Jim Beheim, this is kind of amazing. Our guy, recently retired, still irritable, still having things grind his gears. Still wanting to speak out on subjects. He, yes, he was speaking to The Athletic, and here's the quote that he gave. Oh, my God, these people. Always a great way to start a rant. These people. That just, I can, it reeks of Bayhaw. A few years ago, someone said, let's get university presidents more involved. This is where we are because of it. This is all about money. We all know that. But they used to make 10 million, then 20 million, then 30 million. Every time they spend it all. Now it's 50, then 100. It doesn't matter. We keep moving the line and they spend it anywhere. Where does it stop? It makes no sense for intelligent people to be doing this. The logistics of football aren't so bad, but basketball, the other sports, what are they doing about the conference tournament? See, this is him saying again football, just kind of break out and become your own thing, become professionalized. They haven't solved any of the problems of college athletics. If anything, they just keep making them worse. He's blaming the university presidents, and here's the thing. Bayheim's right. We agree with Bayheim. We do. Because they're the greedy ones. Business. Good business sense. They're the greedy ones. It's not the ADs that are wanting to do all this. They care about the traditions of college sports. They care about what it's always been, the history of it. Because that's what they grew up with. That's what they that's what they got into this business for. University presidents, they don't have great business sense to use a Bayheim expression. They they don't they don't have as great of an understanding of sports. If you're listening to this show right now, odds are you have a better understanding than a lot of these university academic types do. Good business. So they're the ones that are pushing for this. And they're, they if it fails and college sports fails as a result, they're not going to be as bothered about it as we will be. But this is an unintended consequence of the expansion we've seen the last few weeks. WD... The ACC is the best college basketball conference on planet Earth. The best one out there historically and probably still today. The Big 12 is an elite basketball conference yet. They've just they were the best college basketball league the last 2 years and they just got an upgrade. Think about the teams that have been added to the Big 12 this year and that are going to be added next year. You're talking about Arizona, Arizona State, Cincinnati and Houston that are all being added. Houston, a national title contender. Cincinnati, a historic program. Shout out to Wes Miller. Arizona, we know how good they can be. And that's already, you know, adding them to a list that has Kansas and Baylor national title programs. So watch out for the Big 12. Those moves were not made because of college basketball, but the unintended consequences, Big 12 basketball just got really, really good. It's the drive with Josh Graham, WSJS. A 
couple of different touches from Charlotte FC. Coming into the area with it, though, is Campana. Campana in the area with a cross, a shot, they score! And Lionel Messi finally gets his goal. Will Pelagic joins us now from Charlotte FC, and I'll tell you why I love that call from you. You are perfectly in the tank for Charlotte FC. That was you calling Leo Messi's goal last week against Charlotte FC. Don't give anybody who might be listening just for Lionel Messi being in the game the satisfaction of an excited goal call. Willie P, you did your job. Trying to deprive Lionel Messi of anything is difficult these days, so uh, we all have to kind of do our part in terms of uh, in terms of that. But uh, appreciate you appreciating me, and uh, and always good to talk to you, Josh. What's impressed you most? He had probably his best goal in MLS so far, or in the League's Cup earlier this week, where he had one from about like twenty five yards out that he hit with the left foot. What's impressed you the most now that we have a little bit of a sample size about? Leo Messi's game now that you've had a chance to watch it against MLS competition? Well, that he's done it against a variety of opponents, Josh. Uh, I think we all kind of wondered, you know, when the resistance would come. You know, would it come against the Liga MX side? And there's always been kind of this back and forth about whether or not Liga MX at any level is better or worse than than Major League Soccer. We thought it would maybe come against Atlanta United. Could it have come against Charlotte FC with the way that they play? Could it have come against Philadelphia Union, a team that was in the MLS Cup a year ago against LAFC, another tough customer. Could it come uh, in the final against Nashville? I'm not sure because I I think the thing that's been most impressive is that they've been able to do this against all comers, and and it's not just Messi. I think, you know, we spent a lot of time focusing on him, and I think Charlotte did so as well. But the unfortunate point that was Charlotte's downfall in the game they played on Friday night was that it was the other parts. It was not just Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. And again, those two guys are in the short conversation of the best at their position. Uh, If not being the best at their position, they're in the conversation of being the best at their position to ever play at those particular spots. But it's the elevation of other guys like Benjamin Kramaski. It's the elevation of a guy like Robert Taylor, who was basically doing nothing. And as a result, now that he's got Messi on the other side of his service, is having a worldly kind of season. Joseph Martinez has had a renaissance. Leo Campana's had a bit of a renaissance as well. So I think it's not just the fact that he's done it against everybody, but the kind of efficacious effect that he and some of the other guys have had on this team that, as you know, Josh, in the MLS season had just five wins to their name and was sitting in 15th font in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the League Cup final that you referenced is going to be on Saturday between Nashville and Inter-Miami. Sunday, you have the World Cup final, all-European final between Spain and who's Spain playing? Forgot it. England. Yes, of course. The the fighting Jessica Charmans of England. Yeah, you definitely couldn't have uh, forgotten that. Uh, and and quite and quite honestly, you know, I I want her side to win, uh, just because I feel like on the 26th of August she's going to be covered head to toe in Union Jack, uh, if they do so. So yeah. I'm 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 ready for the swag of, of Jessica Charman, World Cup champion, uh, when it comes to the table, if it does so on Saturday. And that's the next time we'll hear a Charlotte FC broadcast from Will Pelagic right here on WSJS. The last time I saw W uh, Will Willie P in person was with WD at the Panthers preseason game on Saturday against the Jets. So after watching that in person and then hearing Frank Reich after the game pretty much say, 
Yeah, I don't mind taking it in the chin, on the chin when it comes to preseason games. I don't want to show anything. That's what most matters to me, especially with the new staff. After hearing his philosophy, after watching how brutal that was, what's your level of interest in watching tomorrow's Giants game? I'm intrigued because he said the game plan is not going to change from a game plan standpoint in terms of playing Bryce Young. I do wonder how there's maybe a change in the intensity when it comes to the Panthers, especially offensively, whether or not they're uh, willing to show more. But, you know, when the head coach says that we're not trying to do anything, we're not trying to put guys in position to win, yeah. we're not trying to show a whole lot, I, I feel like I take him at his word. And, and, you know, the, the freak out, the residual freak out that has happened from Panther fans, and I'm not sh sure, you know, how people in, in your show and, and on your station have, have reacted, but the, the reaction was visceral. You would have thought this was, you know, week 17 and the Panthers are fighting for a postseason spot and, and they came out and laid an egg. Look, I, I'm not going to go crazy freak out until the games start mattering. If the games start mattering and the level of play is not increased, then I feel like you're apt and able to freak out, but... In terms of trying to, you know, decipher what exactly the preseason will mean to this team, I think Frank Reich takes the the standpoint of, you know, the preseason's for spots 25 to 46 on the roster. It's not for spots 1 through 22. My favorite reaction that I got uh, locally was we had Bryce Young on the show yesterday. And somebody I said, saw that. why, why are saw you that. having this loser on the show? This guy lost. Really? <laughs> Somebody said that? That's, that's my favorite reaction the, the, that I got. The Matt, the Matt Rule era sucked, guys. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But, like, there doesn't need to be a blatant distrust of authority when it comes to what I think is probably the best staff assembled by a new coach in the last three to five years. Now, now I understand that doesn't mean anything to wins and losses necessarily, but, like, I, I'm going to take Frank Reich at his word that, that they got more up their sleeve than what they showed against the Jets. Yeah, fair enough. Bryce Young went 23-4 and four in two seasons at Alabama. Loser. Loser, Willie P. Loser. What, why are you wearing a Tennessee shirt, by the way? Uh, this is uh, what's, what's our philosophy on the show, WD, when, when it comes to gear? When people give us gear, swag, stuff, yeah. we wear it. Yeah, and we so, so, Tennessee, so Hypo Tennessee gave you some gear? Is that yeah, what you're telling me? Tennessee, I won't say who at Tennessee gave me <laughs> gear, but I got a tour of the facilities, and I was there, and – had a great time last year, and you know I will Rocky say top. this: No, who hates they, Tennessee right now? I don't know. Their um their game day spread for the media is eternally slept on. They uh, they know how to welcome you when you're up there, okay. very much so. Hmm. Uh, speaking, I think that's a good transition to uh, Chick Fil A. Their announcement: They're not a sponsor of the station or of the show, so you could speak freely of how you sure. feel about this if you'd like. They're going to be doing something that they haven't done in nine years later this month, and that is debut a new sandwich. It is the Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich. You also got the Caramel Crumble Milkshake that they're debuting. Will Pelagic, how in are you on this? You know your uh, your brand name is associated with food when you are literally the 13th person in the last two days to ask me this question. <laughs> so I'll, I didn't know that I'll was respond, your brand. I'm glad I know now. I'll respond uh, by saying this. I'm a little disappointed that it's not on the spicy chicken filet and that it's on the regular filet. Excellent. Because I've, I've not necessarily been, and this might be a hot take, I'm not as much a fan of the regular chicken sandwich as opposed to the spicy chicken sandwich that they have so you and me both 
I'm wondering if I can get it on the spicy filet. I'll obviously have to try the original of a big pimento. He's frozen. I think we might have lost Will Pelagic. We, we lost Willie P. You know, you know who it was? It's, it's Am OG. I still here? Oh, there oh, he now is. We got there him he back. is. Now, uh, big, big OG chicken sandwich technology got you when you started like slandering the original chicken sandwich. Whoa. I think that's what you know, you know it was it was it was their pleasure to uh, take my feet off. It was their pleasure. <laughs> On that note, yep. George Costanza it. Will Pelagic gonna walk out of here a winner, as always. The voice of Charlotte FC. Thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you soon. Instead of just talking, why don't you listen? That's why you have people call in. Listen for a minute. Oh, welcome back to the happy circle. The drive with Josh Graham. WD watched Dodgeball for the first time today. So we need to figure out what movie he's going to be watching next week. What immediately comes to mind, movies with 10, 20, 30, 40-year anniversaries attached to it. It feels like summer is about to come to an end with high school football starting tomorrow. We'll have Mount Tabor and Grimsley right here on WSJS. Next week, week zero of college football, Wake Forest will open its season two weeks from today. So we'll think about that, revisit it in a bit, but we've got to get to this Brett McMurphy news from last night where he tweeted out, Condoleezza Rice and George Bush, George W. Bush, are contacting ACC officials to lobby for those for their respective schools to get an in ACC invite, in parentheses, George Bush, SMU, Condoleezza Rice, Stanford. Pat Forty was the first to report this. He also tweeted, "No word if Marshawn Lynch has reached out on Cal's behalf." I'm just here, so I don't get fined. You hear that? Politicians are now weighing in on ACC expansion. Condi Rice, she's pushing for Stanford, and here's what's interesting. This could be effective. What we've learned more than anything over the last two decades is that university presidents are the ones that press the button, not the ADs. The university presidents are the ones that get final say. And I'd say these presidents are far more likely to be swayed by politicians, such as Condoleezza Rice, or political figures, I should say, like Condoleezza Rice than the ADs would. Because they might look at it and say, oh, well, Stanford, you have a lot in your endowment and you have a fantastic academic background. Maybe maybe we will vote for you. Let's not forget that the ACC was one vote away from bringing in Cal and Stanford. So if Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice doesn't have to move a mountain here. She has to convince one of the four schools, NC State, North Carolina, Clemson, or Florida State, that voted no to say yes. That's what they need. Now, George Bush has a greater hill to try and climb because SMU wasn't really the school that they were talking about. They weren't among the schools that were seriously being consideration, uh, considered for a vote. And he's advocating for SMU, which is interesting because I get he was the governor of Texas, 
but he didn't go to SMU. He didn't go to a school in the state of Texas. He was like one of those Harvard-Yale guys. But, WD, here's what I imagine he did. I bet you he got Jim Phillips on the phone. Or he got university presidents from the ACC on the phone. At the end of the day, Jeff. And I bet you he pointed out that the SEC and the Big Ten, they're like terrorists for the college sports world. They're just wreaking havoc, and we need to fight back. And after making that speech to Jim Phillips and to these university presidents, he ended a speech on this golf course this way. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. Very satisfying. It's unbelievable. (laughs) We don't do politics around here, but that is bipartisan. That is bipartisan and how funny it is. The way that he just said with a with a grin on his face. I call upon all nations to do everything they can well, not that to part, stop this part. these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> the SEC and the Big Ten, they're those they're those terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Yeah. Watch his drive. Can you imagine like ending a a press conference or meeting with the media that way, talking about Beautiful. terrorists? It'd be so great if Roy Williams, instead of getting mad at me for asking an unusual question, just said, Josh, you know, I'm not gonna answer that question. It's absurd you even asked it. Now watch his drive. <laughs> yeah. Also, just isolate the sound of his club hitting the ball one of the most satisfying sounds not just in sports but in the history of sounds oh yeah the sound of a ball a golf ball being cleanly hit sounds majestic it's beautiful you want to see his swing i don't even need to see the swing it is immaculate i just need to hear the sound beautiful (laughs) it really is become such a bizarro world Try to explain this headline to you four years ago. Oh, well, see, after COVID, we, where things kind of, you know, college sports was almost suspended for a year and such. You know, we now have, uh, you know, your microphone's on, by the way, WD. There you go. Yeah. You know, you see that this thing, uh, we, we had all this conference movement in Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC and USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten, and now you have the Big Ten taking Washington and Oregon, so the ACC's looking at Stanford and Cal. Does that all make sense to you? Um, What's COVID? Probably the response to that. And Stop these terrorist killers. That's it. SEC and Big Ten. The Drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS. Because of the recommendation of East Carolina football coach Mike Houston, WD is going to watch, or already has watched, the movie Dodgeball. He's going to review it 
It's a segment we do every week called At the Movies with the WD. Dodgeball is 19 years old. Came out in 2004. Stars Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. And it's a comedy classic. Why? Because we're still talking about it on a radio show close to 20 years later. Let's break it down at the movies with the WD. Unless you're talking about Star Wars. Obi-Wan has taught you well. Movies aren't exactly Will's thing. I don't get it. You uncultured swine. But that's about to change because Josh can't stand it anymore. This is At The Movies with Will Dalton. Okay, we got a few categories here to break down. What WD liked, what he didn't like. Best quote, which should not be hard for this one. And Rotten Tomatoes trying to guess between five spots or five points what the Rotten Tomatoes score is for Dodgeball. What did you like about Dodgeball, which I had forgotten has like a secondary part of the title, a true underdog story? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wait, is this a sequel to Dodgeball? Or, And then I realized it was the only movie. Um Ben Stiller's performance as White Goodman just overall was had me rolling the whole time. You want me to drop a fun fact for you? I would love that. Do you know the name of the actress that is that stars in Dodgeball? You you know the character's name. You probably don't remember the name of the actress, the blonde that's also Catherine? in Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Christine Taylor is the actress. In real life, Ben Stiller's wife. Really? Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor married. Hmm. So Did not know that. A lot of the jokes in the movie about her throwing up in her mouth at the idea of dating yes. Ben Stiller yes. and hitting him in the head when he tried to ask her out and such, that's his wife. Yeah, j- just that whole scene between them when she comes and Goodman's trying to get himself do you think Ben Stiller is better in this movie than Vince Vaughn is yes really he's, well he's more funny but he's also like more outrageous than Vince Vaughn's character you're right was. because Vince Vaughn is kind of he's a little play, more down to earth he's doing the Vince Vaughn thing of being very understated it's a different type of humor that Vince Vaughn brings that's very old school ex Vince double down Vince from swingers that we're seeing and this is kind of the renaissance of Vince Vaughn where Vince Vaughn's doing this movie he's doing old school in the same year in 2004 and then that gets him wedding crashers and then he's in major rom-coms with Jennifer Aniston doing the breakup doing couples retreat where essentially it's just him going to Hawaii with his friends to make a movie which is a move that a lot of people will do Adam Sandler's done this move many times hey the movie's set in hawaii when really it's just vacation for him and to get the cast of his friends to come you just shoot it in hawaii that's kind of the move that a lot of people have so you like those performances and patches ahulian anything with him was hysterical to me yeah shout out to hank azaria who was young patches ahulian in the video cut up where he's wearing the jacket and such shout out to hank azaria a great comedic actor um How about this? It's a sports comedy. I love it. Like, we don't make these anymore. Like, when's the last sports comedy you could remember? Like, if you are 
of a certain age, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. We used to make these movies all the time. Like in the 70s, it was The Longest Yard, and it was Slapshot. In the 80s, it was Bull Durham. In the 90s, it was, you know, take your pick, Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, Major League, multiple Major Leagues. It just seems like after this movie, and if you count the bench warmers slash, you know, whatever that ice skating movie was with with uh, Will Ferrell and the Longest Yard remake, we, we just don't have these movies anymore. We don't really have sports comedy, so it's just good to watch one. What didn't you like about Dodgeball? <laughs> I had trouble with this one. I had trouble finding something about the movie that I didn't like. Um, I don't like the fact that all my favorite quotes I really can't say on air. That's not ideal for this yeah. segment. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I really don't know what I didn't like about the movie, to be completely honest. Wow. I couldn't critique anything from it. How about the Lance Armstrong cameo? You did, yeah. You love that? Like that Good cameos in this that firmly places this movie in 2004, where Vince Vaughn is supposed to feel bad because Lance Armstrong walks up to him at an airport and guilt trips him for wanting to to quit, like on moral grounds. Oh, Lance Armstrong, who had testicular cancer, yeah, is goes telling you all those things. he's telling you that you're you're going to tell Lance Armstrong that you're going to quit when in reality, if it was set even a year later, because I believe 2004 was the same year that all the Lance Armstrong doping accusations drop even a year later he's not cast in there and if he was Vince Vaughn's like who are you to talk to me are you kidding me Lance Armstrong get out of here so that firmly places it not the that's the worst of the celebrity cameos the best being Chuck Norris and William Shatner it's the bylaws the bylaws what's the best quote for Dodgeball no one makes me bleed my own blood. W-H-I-T-E. I'm just going to narrow it to my favorite character in the movie, which is color commentator Pepper Brooks, played oh. by Jason Bateman. That's bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. That one still has passed the test of time. I just love when the play-by-play guy will say things like, Oh! And the tides have turned. He's ballless. And then Jason Bateman jumps in with, he doesn't have any balls, Cotton. Or, it's a shocking upset. Wow, I'm shocked. By the way, and, and like like those quotes there and like Balmy Blazer, I realized that's where that came Blazer. from. Yeah. Taser. I, yeah. Laser. I didn't realize Missy Pyle played Fran. Missy Pyle's one of the most beautiful women out there, and they just uglified her to be Fran in this movie. Oh, I, I knew that who... I, I didn't know who the actress was, but I knew whoever that was was probably gorgeous. Yeah, just made to look hideous in this movie. Her face yeah. made to look hideous. Yes. There's yeah, I'm glad you clarified. Other evidence yeah. that she might not be hideous. <laughs> and that's been... I didn't rate it. Movies. You gotta, gotta get a score, though. Oh, wait, though. that's right. Yeah. Let's see if you can get within five. Oh, 92. 76. Wow. And that's been at the movies with the WD. The Drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS.
sixth man of Tar Heel basketball is with us here. B dot. Tell the people what M A F A stands for. MAFA. Make America fat again. Which is why we need to address some tension here as you um, come into the show. We're going to get the grammar school in a bit. When I spelled out the sausage bowberry biscuit to Bryce Young yesterday, the secret menu item that you've told us is the dot berry biscuit. I didn't say that when I said it to Bryce. I had to get to it after the fact and explain that the dot berry biscuit's a thing. B dot played a role in this thing being on the menu. It's a great mistake on my part and to try and fix the problem. I want you right now to remind the people why it's called the Dot Berry Biscuit. Well, a little maybe over 10 years ago, 10 years ago, somewhere in there when I was working at the hip-hop station there in the triad area, folks were just telling me about different hacks. And they told me about the um, sausage biscuit. And if you substitute the biscuit for a bowberry biscuit, they'll actually do that. So I wasn't the person to invent it. However, um, once I got word of it and put it on the radio and had people going, there were different Bojangles that were calling up management wise, telling us to please stop mentioning this sandwich on the radio because like their people are calling up saying, hey, can we get a dotberry biscuit? And they didn't know what a dotberry biscuit was. So they have to explain to them what the dotberry biscuit was. The exact same thing happened to me with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I would go and I would ask for a lemonade and I would ask them to put the strawberry puree in the lemonade and make a strawberry lemonade. It is not on the menu. It is not something they do, but they would make the strawberry lemonade. So I put that on the radio and people would go to the, to the Chick-fil-A's and request this to the point where Chick-fil-A put out a national, we are not making strawberry lemonades. Then they had a frozen strawberry lemonade at Chick-fil-A. There's a lot of things that I've done to influence the culture, uh, Josh Graham. I don't brag on it a lot, but when you are in situations where you're talking to somebody like Bryce, who's endorsed by Bojangles or will soon be endorsed by Bojangles, you you are in a position to let him know, hey, this isn't a secret. Our homie B-Dot, who is a part of the show, this is a, a, a situation that he introduced, and Bojangles won't even show him no love for it. Bryce, maybe if you request it enough, you can give B-Dot some props. That's right. That's why I, I take DL in that regard. But to make up for that, you've got, you mentioned Chick-fil-A. Have you heard about, so this is not like the cauliflower sandwich that you tried and you were not a fan of in studio. The triad was one of the two markets they tried it out in. And there's a reason why it didn't get a nationwide rollout. Because it was disgusting. <laughs> I told y'all right then that it was trash. It's pointless. Why would you try to fake out your, your, your taste buds and say, hey, I look like chicken. I smell like chicken. Oh, but I'm a cauliflower. So in two weeks, they're going to roll out, or August 28th, they are going to roll out something new. It's the first time they're debuting a new sandwich in nine years. Are you familiar with this? I am not. Okay. Are you game for the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich? No. Why not? No. That sounds great. Oh, that sounds Come great, on. That sounds great. Are you, man, you guys are so caucastic. <laughs> Nobody likes, uh, well, what was the cheese you just said? Pimento cheese? Nobody likes that. 
Do you think they were trying to rope in black people by making it sound like lemon pepper? Like Lou Williams' ears perked up. Thinking, did you say honey pepper or lemon pepper? It was. They, they tried to get the black demographic right until they mentioned the cheese. Right until they mentioned the cheese. Let me tell you something. I remember going to vacation Bible school. And at vacation Bible school, they would bring in them little sandwiches. You remember the little sandwiches? They'd bring in a little chicken salad, a little fish and the pimento cheese and they were always orange and nobody ever wanted the pimento cheese nobody ever wanted that's the devil's food why are you bringing the devil's food into this good christian church place don't do it don't do it at vacation bible school don't do it at church. it makes sense chick-fil-a they don't open on sunday they keep it right in the theme of that whole church thing and they bring a pimento cheese chicken sandwiches to vacation bible school and i'm not with it josh graham no no hell no how about the other thing they're rolling out, a caramel crumble milkshake? I'm 100% interested in that. I'm 100% interested in that. I have to go to the dentist next week to fill three cavities, Josh Graham, because I cannot stop eating a bunch of candy and a bunch of sweets. But that right there, you just mentioned a lot of things I like. I like milkshakes. I like caramel. I like crumble, whatever the hell that is. It just sounds real cha 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 and I want some of that. Yes. Yeah. You just reminded me I have a dentist appointment tomorrow morning, so I can't wait for that. All right. Let's get to grammar school for this week. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B dot's vernacular. I'm gonna put one in the air. It's time. For B Dot's Grammar School. Nobody better than B Dot. Free game, during game, post game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Yes. Three things you're going to throw at me. Three things to get me ready for, you know, football season going back into locker rooms and needing to relate with people who understand the urban vernacular and might even speak it. Dot, you kind of, I think I might have hinted at what my question was going to be with the Chick-fil-A question. Do you know what is in pimento cheese? That's my call. That's my callcastic question. Can you tell me what is in pimento cheese? Orange dye. Orange dye is implemented. <laughs> uh, do you want me to give you? Do you want me to give I you the no answer? Clue in pimento cheese. All right. Yes, please. Well, pimentos is a thing, but you also have like mayonnaise is what it what's most commonly known for being in pimento cheese. You got to have some mayonnaise in there. Why is it orange, Josh Graham? Well, I mean that's an excellent question. I don't know why it's orange. Well, it's probably the mixture of the cheese and the mayo that makes it orange, right? Yeah. Cheese I mean, is there yellow is cheese in there, so I guess that kind of does yeah. make sense. But there you go, Dot. Mayonnaise. <laughs> when in doubt, that might be the white version of, you know, reverse grammar school here, that when in doubt, if it's food-related, guess mayonnaise. Throw mayonnaise in there. <laughs> Throw some mayonnaise in there. <laughs> All right. What do you have for me? <laughs> All right, Josh Graham. Um, and when I get done, can I tell you who I think the ACC freshman of the year is going to be this year? Does he play for the Tar Heels? Nope, he does not. Okay. All right. That's if what we someone, call a tease in the biz, by the way. In tease. the business. Um, 
if someone is looking like a lick, they are looking like a lick. I've, we've had the word lick before. If someone is looking like a lick, what are they looking like? I'm going to say that you you look like goofy, like you look flaky. You look like somebody that can't be relied on, that you don't want to be around. That's what it means to look like a lick. That is 100% incorrect. Darn it. Yeah. A lick is when if someone looks like they got a lot of jewelry on and they're out of place, they look like like you look like a lick at the Travis Porter concert. Like I'm sure someone was like, oh, we could rob the hell out of him. <laughs> what? I was like, like wearing a, a t-shirt. Like someone I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. I look like a lick. Oh, I look like I got a bunch of cash on me. But you just look like you look like just, just yeah, well, okay. not necessarily a bunch of cash. You just look like you could be robbed very uh, easily. Vulnerable. Got it. Okay. You look like a sucker. Is essentially what you're saying. There or, we go. Or do I? Yeah. There or we did go. I just do a Frank Reich thing of adding the R on something that didn't need an R? A sucker. You and your hard R's. You and your hard. <laughs> What's the next, next one? Yeah. If we're playing, <laughs> if we're playing spades. If we're playing spades, you get 13 books at the end of one hand. If we got filled out of those 13 books, how many did we get? How If you've got what Again, out of how many 13? If we got 13? wheels, wheels, yeah. if we got wheels, how many books out of 13 did we get? 336-777-1600. I am struggling here. <laughs> if you've got WD, have you ever played spades before? Not much. And it's been a long time. My grandfather introduced me to it, but that was like a 15 years ago, and I've never tried playing since. I've, so I don't know a lot about spades. Wheels out of 13. I'm going to assume since they're like wheels... Do I have anything to bribe listeners with? We had a pair of Diamond Rio tickets, a pair Morris of Morris Day, Day in the tickets. time. <laughs> yeah. Anything to help this man 336 If you have wheels out of 13 books in spades, how many out of 13 do I have? And suddenly the phone lines begin to jump. That's what I like to see. Potentially getting some help here in grammar school. Okay, WD, who should I go to here very quickly? Jeff and Winston-Salem. Jeff, what does it mean to have wheels out of 13? Man, roll the windows up. You're going down. You're going 10. <laughs> okay, there you go. Going down, going 10. Okay, I'm cool with that. Was that right, Dot? He said going dime, D-I-M-E, which is correct. Team. Dime. He is 100% ten, correct. Ten. You're going dime on wheels. You're getting 10 books. 10 books. Okay. Understood. Yeah. So I at least have a shot going uh, into this last one. Last Thanks but not least. To my pals in Winston. All you have to do is me. What do dudes use Beijing for? What to do? 
what do dudes use Beijing for? Correct. What do men use Beijing for? <sighs> Beijing's a place, Dot. Use Beijing for? Beijing is a place. We're talking about a place? Like, that's where LeBron and the, the Redeem team won like, a, gold, a gold medal in 2008. Correct. There is a Beijing location. But many men also use Beijing as a product. Now, you've gone to the phones. Am I still a lifeline? I'll, uh, Dot will have to answer that. Yep. Okay, help me out, WD. I believe this is a hair product that you use to cover up the fact that you're balding. Like it's a black product, so it kind of like covers it up. I oh. guess makes it look like you have hair. So when you go Beijing, there. it's like... Yes. So it, it's not like going home. It's not like coming home. It's like covering up what... Yeah, it's like a hair product growing. to cover up that you're going bald, I think. Gotcha. Okay, I'm going to go with that since WD wanted to jump in there. Yeah, hair guy. WD is 100% correct. <laughs> I don't yeah. take any credit for this win today. I got two out of three, but WD, the audience... <laughs> They came through, two out of three. So kill the music, because I'm now on edge here. Are we talking basketball, or are we talking football, ACC Player of the Year, or Rookie of the Year? Football. All right. He goes to Duke University. He is a freshman by the name of Quayton Brown. He wears number 14. He played at East Forsyth High School. He just scored two tuds in the scrimmage. A mismatch offensively because he's so so fast. all he does is scores touchdowns. Quay Brown will be the ACC freshman or of the year in football. Quay Brown, shout out to uh, gee, where's East Forsyth High School located? Uh, WD, I can't remember where I, th I think you're thinking of Curtisville. That's right, that's where East Forsyth is. <laughs> Dot, uh, real quickly on the way out, WD. Has the choice of watching Terminator, or actually the audience is choosing for him, and you're helping too. Terminator 1 or 2, Jurassic Park, Speed, or something about Mary uh, for next week. Any of those stand out to you for WD? God, Speed was so amazing. The first movie of his That's kind, the one that I wanted Like, just to. a bunch of people on one bus for freaking hours, man. I say you got to watch Speed. Sandra Bullock was amazing. Like, it still holds up. I watched it a couple months ago on accident. I say Speed. That's that would would have been my choice too. Jurassic Park is cleaning up in this poll, so I'm trying to figure out whether or not to listen to you and my you and my intuition, or to listen to the audience in the poll. So we'll can't go out. wrong with Jurassic Park either, man. Jurassic Park was great, and then you can watch the one that just happened recently. But if you've never watched Speed, just the whole idea of them filming it on a bus for 90 minutes, give or take, it was just a great movie, man. No doubt, Dot, you're the best, man. Make America fat again, my friend. We'll talk to you next Make week. Make America fat again. There he goes. <laughs>